Hello, travelers. I'm Angelica. I'm Isabella. I'm Riley. And this is True Crime International. Sounded like uh, the Warner. Warner Bros. No. What language are you speaking? Like before the Marvel movies, stuff like that. Oh, okay, okay. That's the Universal one. Yeah, that's what I meant. Universal. So Angelica, no, gotta do that again. Whoa, whoa, yeah. So, Angelica, we're back in Italy today? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We we left off with Patrick Lumumba not being guilty. To, like, I don't think anyone's surprised. Um, and Amanda and Raphael at the forefront still. And I promise, Rage. Promise, Rage. I'm delivering. <laughs> right now. Okay. Up until this point, I've left something out. Even though it was a big part of the public's interpretation of Amanda and a big part of the case, etc. But it's something that just shouldn't be. The crime and Amanda were both insanely sexualized by the media and the police didn't help either. From the very beginning, there were headlines insinuating girl on girl crime and that Meredith's death was a sex game gone wrong. And then they continued to portray Amanda as this sex-crazed, man-eating woman. Is this in the Italian media or British media or all Every, the media? All the media. Just all of it. And they highlight the fact that she shopped for lingerie with Raphael. And that she has all these kinks, etc. If she did, who the fuck cares? It does not matter. They even start calling her Foxy Noxy because That's it British. was her That old... is a British headline yeah. if ever I heard one. It was, no, it was everywhere because it was her old MySpace name. Oh it's my fucking God. wordplay. Oh. We all do that. We yeah. all do that. Like, shut up. This really shut reminds up. me of the Madeline McCann case where they were like, are all the adults swingers? Like, even if they but, are, what the fuck does it matter? It has nothing to do with anything. Literally. That's like, that's like... <laughs> That's like something happening with me and the headlines being Smiley Riley. <laughs> literally, literally, ugh. It literally drives me fucking insane. Amanda's sex life and preferences should not fucking matter because they didn't actually play a part in this case, no matter what. Especially the aspects, which are the majority. Oh, never mind. Sorry. I already, I already yelled about this. See, I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just yelling. And as. As we'll see later on, a man would get nowhere near the same treatment. Of course not. No. And then I, I wanted to give the lead prosecutor, Giuliano Magini, the benefit of the doubt. I really did. He has daughters himself, and I thought the reason that they found answers so quickly was because he cared about justice for this young woman. But honestly, I can't believe that anymore. I just can't. Honestly, Amanda's- the excuse of, like, I have a daughter, I have a wife doesn't mean shit to me anymore. No. Because no. men have time and time again proved that whether or not they have 
wives or daughters. It doesn't matter to them. They still will sexualize women however they see fit. Literally. Literally. And see how the police come into play is this. So Amanda's prison diary ended up being leaked. And in it was a list of her sexual partners, which she had written because after checking Amanda for STDs, they lied to her and told her that she had HIV. I feel like that's got to be illegal. I don't know what right? the laws in Italy That has but to be illegal. That is it's fucked not up. okay. Obviously, like, it's problematic because A, if you're looking for a way to get information, as they say they were, in order to find, like, another perpetrator, this is not the way to get it. B, there's so much false information regarding HIV, and this is one of those instances that reinforces falsehoods, and I'm just so sick of people not doing their research. I'm sick of it. This was disgusting. The way the media handled this case, the way the police handled aspects of it, just awful. Um, now so I can calm down, right? I'm going <laughs> to talk about the evidence that they collected against Amanda and Raphael. Okay, and I, I'm just going to put this out there. There's like a lot there's a lot of evidence, a lot yeah. of evidence, a lot of DNA that, that they talk about. So I'm going to go through it in sections to hopefully make it easier to follow. But just just try and stick with me. Okay? I'm sorry, but <laughs> did you say hopefully? I swear. Maybe. There was no something, something weird happened with my mouth. <laughs> Mood. But I All meant hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> you said the exact same thing in the Slovakia episode when you said um, there was one woman and i was like i just i just talk so fast so in the first episode i said woman instead of women i i know it it happens you did but i feel like if i keep correcting that i'm just gonna it's just gonna be too annoying it's every word i say it's wrong (laughs) angel honestly you have the weirdest intonation and it's kind of fascinating from a linguistic standpoint to listen to you speak and how like where you emphasize words it's not a good i'm not saying it's not like a bad thing or anything it's just really interesting how you it's like your intonation is just very fascinating to me it's part part of the reason is because so I've talked about this before. I have a disability. Um, It's called a tremor and it impacts my voice as well. It's like a voice tremor. So like I, I have to think about words a long time before I say them to like truly not risk fucking them up. It's fucked up. And it sometimes still happens where they get fucked up because <laughs> she she thinks and talks too fast. Yeah. And then we get things like one time her her fingers like we were like hot or something and her fingers were starting to swell up and so her rings were getting very tight on her hands because her and I te- technically technically typically wear a lot of rings. And she was trying to tell us this, that her <laughs> that her fingers were swelling up, but all she could get out was swell ring. <laughs> it's like, and yeah, and it's it's funny when things like that happen, but but we totally understand yeah. How, yeah. Um, why it I happens. Did it, so we've we've said this before. Angelica and I met in middle school. We've known each other forever. And I didn't know she had a trauma at first. And we sat next to each other in social studies. And one day it was one of those situations where you like traded homework to grade your partner's homework and (laughs) Angel and I traded and this is how I learned she had a trauma was I looked at her homework and I was like wow did you write this in the car (laughs) (laughs) nope (laughs) nope I sometimes I think about that and I just feel bad I'm sorry (laughs) no it's okay so like all my friends joke about with me 
joke about it with me. Like, it's a very serious thing. They know this, but, like, it's one of my coping... Me- me- <laughs> <laughs> Exhibit A. <laughs> Mechanisms. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, our little disability representation for the day. Carry on with evidence. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to start with Meredith's body. So police swabbed the larger wound and wounds that she had so that they could do some DNA comparisons if they were to find DNA. And they also took two swabs of her vagina. On one of those swabs was the DNA of a of the Y chromosome of a male. The same Y chromosome DNA was also found on Meredith's handbag and on the left cuff of her sweatshirt. And we'll come back to this. Just so you know, I just want to get this evidence out there. They also swabbed under her fingernails, but they only found her own DNA and her nails were pretty short, so they wouldn't have been able to do much damage to someone anyways. So it was kind of an oh well situation. Yeah. Next, we're going to move on to the small bathroom. And the small bathroom is the one in which Amanda showered in when she got home after she saw the door being ajar. And then when she stepped out of the showers, when she saw that bloody footprint. So, so this she is took a shower. this <laughs> is that bathroom. There were seven places in this bathroom where blood was found. And so I'm going to do this in kind of like a list format to, to make it easy to follow, hopefully. First, blood was found on the right side of the inside door frame. So like if you're looking at the door from the shower, it was on the right right side of the door frame and this blood contained Meredith's DNA. Second, there was blood found on the light switch plate. Third, there was blood in two places on the sink. There was dried blood on or near the faucet that contained Amanda's DNA and then there was a streak on the left part of the sink going down towards the drain that had both Amanda's and Meredith's DNA. But what I want to say about this one is that it's a sink. There's going to be a lot of freaking DNA in the sink. Yeah. And like we said about like blood being like sink. Oh, like we said (laughs) about sinks (laughs) seeing a lot of blood. Like that isn't. And it makes sense that Amanda, like her dried blood could be there because maybe she had a bloody nose. She cut herself shaving. I mean, like, I mean, literally she could have, her gums could have been bleeding while she was brushing her teeth. Like, my gums bleed all the time. I have hella gingivitis. It's whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I don't, the DNA in the sink isn't, isn't big to me. Fourth, there was blood on the bidet that had a mixture of Meredith's and Amanda's DNA again. Fifth, Meredith's blood was on the toilet lid. Sixth, on the Q-tip on the Q-tip box was Meredith's blood mixed with Amanda's DNA. And seventh, there were three samples of blood on the mat math bat on the bath mat that contained meredith's blood the thing with the bath mat is the footprint is definitely it definitely looks feminine it's small it's not like they attribute it to being raphael's really because to me it looks like it looks small enough to be a woman to me well no to me it's someone who has a very high arch 
yeah, in their true. foot yeah. because it's like it's only like the top of the foot, and then right after the ball, there's no more footprint, meaning that like that part didn't touch the ground. Yeah, yeah, true. I'm looking but, like, at it again. Raphael also, though, I would like to say, has no reason to be barefoot in the bathroom. Like, I, yeah. I just don't really think that's his footprint. <laughs> now in the large bathroom is where the poop in the toilet was. This is like the, the different bathroom. And there was also um, toilet paper in the toilet. And they tested the toilet paper either in the toilet or next to the toilet. I'm like next still on I the think roll. it'd be really hard to test. Yeah, test I don't know. The... They tested one of the toilet papers. Yeah. And they found the DNA of a man. Hmm. Hmm. As for the rest of the apartment, Hold there on. were They can tell if someone's a man by poop. That's No, it wasn't poop. No, their DNA. DNA. Oh, okay. On, on the, the toilet, toilet paper. paper. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> I really, like, I do, like, why can you, no, actually, I don't want to think about it. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) So, as for the rest of the apartment, there were shoe prints, or, like, footprints, shoe prints of Meredith's blood. So, like, someone had stepped into her blood and then walked across the apartment that led from her room to the door to go outside. Like, the door that was left ajar. And these shoe prints were determined to be made by a Nike Outbreak 2 in a size 11. A Nike Outbreak 2 is like a specific brand and and style of shoe and then in a size 11, obviously. Um, I'm guessing that the 11 is men's sizes. Yes. Men's American sizes. Mm -hmm. There was also another shoe print found on Meredith's pillow that was estimated to be between sizes 36 and 38 European, which is between like a five and a half and a seven in American sizes. Are you sure? Because I wear, I'm an eight in the US and I'm a 38 in Europe. This is what Google told me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like every time I go bowling, I get a 38 and it fits. Also uh, just shoe sizes are fucked up. Why are men's and women's different? They shouldn't be. Also, just like in general, they don't translate between no. brands and stuff. It's bad. And but they don't we'll translate say, between countries. It should all be the same. We buy clothes from other countries. Literally. Yeah. But at, at, they, they determined it to be a more feminine footprint because it was smaller. Let's put it that way. There also was a small trail of, of blood, like drops of blood, that was determined to be Meredith's blood that went from the small bathroom to the kitchen. But I don't know if they were dropped in this direction, like the drops started at the small bathroom and went to the kitchen, or they determined that the drop started in the kitchen and went to the small bathroom. That's unclear to me. But there was there was there was droplets of Meredith's butt. Additionally in the kitchen there was a cigarette butt that was found and it had Amanda's DNA and a man's DNA on it. And then a jackknife was found in the apartment that also had both Amanda's DNA and a man's DNA on it, but no blood. Now, the last two pieces of evidence are like the most quote unquote famous, and these are the big knife and the bra clasp. The knife was found in Raphael's house, which is Amanda's boyfriend, if you're didn't listen to the first episode and it was found in his kitchen drawer (laughs) and so police said that when they entered his apartment 
there was a strong smell of bleach. And then they opened a drawer and they saw an, quote, exceptionally clean knife. Sorry, I, just, I can't. Whenever I read that, I'm like... <laughs> Shouldn't all knives be clean? <laughs> like Literally. I just Literally. If it's back in your drawer, it should be exceptionally clean. <laughs> Do you know, like, how much Josh cleans his knives? He yeah. loves those things. He cleans them spotless. Like... And, and they did all kinds of testing and whatnot on this knife and found Meredith's biological profile in a scratch on the side of the blade. And then they found both Amanda and Raphael's DNA on the handle of the knife. But I don't find that weird that both of their DNA was on the handle because if she had gone to his house and they had cooked dinner or something... yeah. Her DNA could still be on that knife. I mean, if we were in normal times and Angel and her family were implemented in a crime and they went and tested the DNA on the knives at her house, my DNA would be on there because we cook all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's not weird literally. for both of their DNA to be on it because someone could chop an onion and then be like, hey, can you chop this carrot? You can just use that knife. Yeah. Like, I just chopped the onion with it. Like, literally. You, you, share, it, you or, share utensils like that. It doesn't, it doesn't they matter. They could have made out. Raphael could have wiped his mouth and then grabbed the knife. Yeah. yeah. And there's both of their DNA. Yeah. Literally. There's just so many so many ways that DNA can can get on things in houses that it I don't know. I have a hard time. And the knife But that's is, beside the point. I was just going to say the knife is like it's like a few inches bigger than the cut on her uh, throat as well. So it yeah, just, it doesn't like, exactly match. They just kind of like grabbed this knife and they were like, looks clean, yeah. <laughs> must be suspicious. And they're like, oop, found their DNA on it, but they were together that night and they probably cooked dinner together. But it just Literally. really feels, it's just like confirmation bias. You know, they, yeah. they, they yeah. think it's them. So they're trying to find evidence to prove it. And my yeah. biggest frustration with this case is, yeah, there's a lot of evidence that uh, looks suspicious. But they, they paint it in such a way that it can only be them. There's no way it can yeah. be anyone else. Yeah. And to me, yeah. there's there's so much reasonable doubt. Because, of course, Amanda's DNA is all over the apartment. She fucking lives there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, the most suspicious thing on the knife is Meredith's DNA on the blade. But we will talk about that later. Yeah. Um, and then they also found a second smaller knife in the bathroom at Raphael's place that they also took as evidence. And that's all I really know about that knife. They didn't say anything about it having DNA on it, so... So now we go to the bra clasp. This clasp belonged to the bra that Meredith was wearing when she was attacked, but it was not still connected to the bra because it was cut off during the attack when her bra was, like, taken off or ripped off. And this clasp, it was, like, it was like 1.5 meters away from the bra or from something it was like it was like not on the other side of the room but it wasn't near her yeah this clasp had dna from both meredith and Raphael, and according to the doctor who did the testing it was not a small quantity of dna so they're saying that like a lot of Raphael's dna was on this bra clasp which i don't know what he is implicating with saying that there's a lot of Raphael's dna on this also i mean the bra clasp is literally so small there's no way it was a lot i know like, it's like <laughs> like the part that like 
the hooks of your if you're if if you're That's a person who wears is. a bra yeah. or if you've seen like bra clasps it's not the part with with the loops that you loop into it's the part with the hooks like that's yeah. even smarter than smarter smaller than the loops yeah so it's like it's not the fabric part it's the metal part like yeah i just i yeah. don't know you yeah. can get an expert to say anything though is the thing exactly yeah. but we'll we'll talk about that somewhere in a bit okay but from from all of that we know another person's DNA is literally, like, all over the place. Yeah, the well. man's DNA. Like, it's on the... It's all over the apartment. It's on Meredith and some of the evidence. And they ended up linking fingerprints to a man who had been involved in several break-ins. And his name is Rudy Guede. By bugging a phone call with one of his friends, Rudy's friends, they learned that Rudy had actually been with Meredith that very night that she died and he'd been there during the attack too and he'd apparently fled because he was like covered in blood and didn't want people to misinterpret the situation what's there to misinterpret if she was fucking attacked <laughs> yeah meaning like um, meaning like he wasn't the one who attacked yes, her that, okay. but there was still blood all over him yes. yeah so he seems to be incredibly scared he like mentions thinking about suicide and he also makes a very clear statement to his friend that Amanda was not involved. So So he so he admitted to being there and then straight yeah. up said Amanda was I was there yeah. but Amanda was not. Yep. So though he was in Germany at the time, they bring him back to Italy and arrest him. His version of events is that he had met Meredith at the party at a party the night before and then they had a date and he said that they kissed and touched but because they didn't have condoms they didn't go any further he then okay so he gets stomach pains <laughs> and goes to the bathroom and he hears meredith scream and when he leaves the bathroom he sees a shadowy male figure holding a knife the guys who lived below oh fuck me <laughs> the guys who lived below the girls recognize Rudy from a party that they had once had um, and that they also had once found him passed out on their toilet after pooping. So <laughs> I suppose... This guy's got something to do with pooping. Oh my yeah, god. He's got IBS. He needs some medication. <laughs> he has stomach issues. He really does. So I suppose he wasn't lying about using the bathroom at the girl's place either. Like, Amanda also recognizes him from around town, but she, like, doesn't really know who he is. Rudy eventually changes his tune and says that he saw Amanda leaving the apartment that night. However, he can make claims all he wants, but I fully believe he was involved. It was his Y chromosome in Kircher's vagina, as well as mixed with some blood in varying places. And it was his DNA on the toilet paper, so it's safe to say the mess left in the toilet was his too and with his stomach issues yeah um and, and then there was they... no other there was no other dna that wasn't linked to anyone yeah like like there was Wait. no other yeah, man's was. dna there was oh there was yeah oh okay i stand corrected <laughs> i'll talk about it <laughs> okay uh they also matched those shoe prints um that were incompatible to Raphael's because he has smaller feet uh, to a box with missing shoes in Rudy's closet, and the box of shoes is to those Nike outbreaks. In a size 11. Yes. 
Hmm. So, Seems suspicious. Yeah. So Rudy is found guilty, and he's sentenced to 30 years. But after an appeal, he only ends up serving 16 years. That was his sentence in the end, which is fucked up, if you ask me. And by the way, by the way, the press hardly reported on him. And one of the journalists, Nick Pisa, said, quote, no one was bothered by Rudy, unquote. Oh, okay. So, so you're going to slut shame this other woman before evidence even exists for being possibly involved. But you're not going to give this guy the same treatment. Great. Like, great. What's so interesting about this case is the role of gender and race. Yeah. Because imagine this situation happened in the U.S. I don't know that that the woman would get as crucified in the media as Rudy is uh, black. I feel like it would probably be the other way around, honestly. I agree. And we will definitely talk about her privilege, too, because it does exist in this case. Without a shadow of a doubt, it exists. And I will say that I do think Rudy was involved, but I don't think he acted alone because he literally he he broke into houses. That's what he was known for. So I don't think he would stage a break in in like such a sloppy way. So maybe Meredith had expected to see him, but. What wasn't expected was that he wasn't alone. Or maybe he... Yeah, I don't know, actually. Yeah, I'm I'm really not sure. But two years later, in 2009, a verdict comes for Amanda and Raphael. There's multiple trials that take place before, but I'm not going to go into that because it's like a lot and confusing. Trials confuse me. With the DNA on the clasp, the knife as well as attributing the spread of blood in the bathroom to the two of them, they sentence Amanda to 26 years and Raphael to 25 years. They are both incredibly emotional. I don't blame them. And Amanda's family is really upset too. Um, since we know that the like press was crazy, there's footage of her family leaving and then her dad like shoving a cameraman, which like I just can't blame him for because... They're just being way too fucking much. I know they need a paycheck, but they were being way too intrusive during this time. It's fucked up. I know. Like, we need the press and we need a free press, but sometimes they just get to be too much. And then their excuse is, well, I'm just doing my job. And it's like, you still have humanity, bro. Yeah. Just because it's your job doesn't mean you can just be as horrible as as you're being. It was the same thing with the Madeleine McCann case. The media was so huge in it and they were just being awful. It's just, this is so much more than a headline, and but it was treated as a headline, unfortunately. Ultimately, the scenario that they come up with is this. Amanda talked Rudy and Raphael into having group sex, and Meredith ended up coming home. Meredith didn't want to participate, but upon Amanda's insistence, they, like, over, the two men overpower her and get her involved. And then Amanda kills her. Bullshit. For what reason? So this is my opinion time. I find this situation to be very unlikely because of my one other opinion regarding this case, besides believing that Rudy was involved. And that's that I find Raphael's involvement to be incredibly unlikely. They knew each other for five days. Five days. And he had no sexual experience prior to being with her. 
This would be literally 0 to 100, and I cannot find a reason for him to go through with any of this. Yeah, it just his, doesn't his make sense. His Hufflepuff energy is way too high for him to participate no. in a murder. He is incredibly awkward. It just does not make sense that he would do this. Like, no. it just doesn't. Either way, they go to prison. Uh, Amanda ponders suicide, and Raphael spends six months in solitary, which really confuses me. Like, for why? For why was he in solitary? I couldn't find a reason. I don't get it. That's ridiculous. Solitary should be fucking illegal. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's really fucked up. Also, he really wanted uh, to send Amanda flowers during this time, but she doesn't have any feelings for him anymore, which is fair because I'm I'm not sure a long-term relationship could survive this, let alone one that lasted for five days. Five days. Five. It wasn't even a relationship. It was a fling. It was a fling. She was studying abroad. She was just getting some local dick. I yeah, can understand that. and that's that. great. <laughs> Literally. In 2010, an appeal process began, and the majority of it focused on discrediting the evidence, primarily that of the knife and the piece of the bra clasp. Also aside, when Amanda came back to court in 2010, a reporter said of her looks, and I quote, quote, looked a little more pale today skinnier than had been in the past maybe could use hair and makeup but i guess you don't get that in jail why is this how we report on women why also why does it matter literally she's She's been in jail she's on trial for murder and you're gonna comment oh she looks a little pale and skinny she could use some hair and makeup (laughs) like jesus she's she's been in she's been in prison for a murder that she maybe didn't commit probably didn't commit yeah I think I would be a little paler and skinnier, too. It's really fucked up. But to get into the DNA evidence that I am going to discredit, um, a quote I really liked from the Netflix documentary was from a woman who's a forensic expert named Carla Vecchiotti. She said, quote, DNA must be objective. You can't interpret it for what you want it to be. Yes, Carla. Literally, yes. This is so true. Unfortunately, it does seem like that's exactly what they did from the evidence in the case. There was a lot of clumsy mishandling from the very beginning, from when they were at the crime scene. There were a lot of people just walking in and out, and then they, like, weren't changing gloves as frequently as they needed to. And there was contamination in the lab as well. Like, they weren't testing dna separately and they were doing a bunch of dna tests at once and it was like it was a mess it was a mess this is some lapd bullshit yeah for sure for real for real and the bra clasp that riley talked about earlier had actually been found 46 days after the murder because it was like under a rug and there were two other sets of male dna on it Unknown and unlisted. Like, they did not check these out. Also, it really was a small piece of DNA. And like, like we literally, we talked about DNA earlier. It's something that can get places quicker than we can imagine and can last for more time than we know. Like, my DNA, probably all over Riley's house. It wouldn't even be insane for my DNA to have, like, been brought to Spain by Bella. Like, that wouldn't be so far of a reach. No, and probably 
Riley's DNA is probably in my apartment because yeah. she gifted me a pair of socks and I've Literally. worn them a few times. Exactly. Your, your DNA is probably on my floor right now, even though you've yeah. never been here. Yeah. Um, what this makes me think, though, do you guys know the Dolly Rutia case? She's the mother in Texas um, whose little boys were killed in 1996. Actually, this happened the day I was born. Um, oh, shit. Or like the, day bef- the night before I was born or something like that. And she, she's on death row for the murder of her children. And I, I do not think she did it. Um, and one of the reasons is they said um, that, so the, a screen in the house was cut with a knife and they found mm. um, fibers from that screen on one of the kitchen knives that had been put uh, back in the knife block. But the thing is they dusted the screen and then dusted the knife with the same uh-huh. Uh, oh, without yeah, yeah, yeah. and so it, it's like yeah, it, it's like things that are that small can transfer fibers, DNA. Exactly, you know? DNA is a really wonderful thing that we have, but it's not as foolproof and one hundred percent as people make it out to be. There, so like that's the reason we have so many people on death row for crimes that they didn't commit because their yeah. DNA happens to be somewhere, even though they didn't have anything to do with the crime. Yeah, and like. So, honestly, it's such a great possibility that Raphael's DNA just, like, got there when they met at the concert. Or even if, they they just passed by each other in the girl's apartment. Like, any of that. Or even it could have been on Amanda and she touched Meredith. Like, it, literally anything. Or, like, or like Raphael could have touched the washing machine and yeah. then Meredith put her bra on top of the washing machine. Yeah. It could have been anything. And then the knife that seemed to just be, like, grabbed from Raphael's apartment as something that could be the murder weapon. Uh, It makes sense that Raphael's DNA would be on it. And it makes sense that he could have transferred Amanda's there or, like we said, about the cutting vegetables or something like that. The spot of Meredith's DNA on the blade was actually so small that it was actually inconclusive. Meaning that the results weren't as sure as they made it out to be. Like, that spot of DNA likely was not even hers. It was too small to tell. So, Giuliano, the lead prosecutor, was bummed that this happened. But he said that they only focused on the DNA in the trial. It's like, my question is, what else did they have? Because it seems like that's all y'all focused on. And it was only the DNA of Amanda and Raphael that they focused on and Rudy as well. But like there were other DNAs there that they did not test. Also, he kept saying that Amanda said so many lies. But honestly, like the only ones that really stand out were regarding her boss, Patrick. Um, And like she came up with that situation under duress. Which like only when she occurred. was being yelled at and yeah. slapped in the back of the head. Also, and wasn't that... she interrogated for like 12 hours? Yes, it was for a yeah, very long time. Yeah, it was something time. crazy. And that interrogation only occurred after Raphael changed his story after also being under duress. Yeah. He also repeatedly brought up the idea of multiple offenders. And I just don't know why they didn't do more to find these other people. If you think there were multiple, like... Look for more. Look for more evidence. Eventually, in 2011, approximately four years after the murder, both 
Amanda and Raphael were found not guilty of murder. Amanda was still found guilty for the false accusation of Patrick, but she had already served for longer than that three-year sentence for that um, crime, so she went back home to Washington to be with her family. But overall, the people of Italy were extremely upset that this happened, so things weren't, like, over for Amanda and Raphael. It was also extremely difficult for Raphael to come back to society as... Like, we know he was very, he was a very shy guy, and now he's, like, everyone knows who he is. Yeah. That's the biggest thing I remember about this case, because, I mean, we were, like, 11 when this happened. Same thing with Madeline McCann, this happened around the same time. Um, But the biggest thing I remember was, in the U.S., people really didn't think that she did it, but in Italy, they did. Yes. Yeah. They really did. And... Yeah, the the U.S. reactions to this case were, in my opinion, almost 100% unhelpful. Because Oh, I'm sure. Because one of those opinions belonged to Donald Trump. No, we don't need to talk <laughs> about him. He said, let's boycott Italy. Boy, shut the Boy, fuck up. How do you boycott an entire fucking country? It's literally so dumb. I cannot. I cannot. Amanda was also constantly the target of paparazzi, and she had a very hard time keeping her life private. And I'm obsessed with Amanda's dad, by the way, because this man is just super fucking sassy to anyone who asks him questions. And quite obviously, like, he sees Amanda as his daughter over someone that could make him money. Which is, like, people just, like, see her as something, like, she can make movies, documentaries, books, be on shows, like, Dancing with the Stars. Like, shut the fuck up. Let her have her life. Let her family have her life. Uh, She also had a hard time because of the fact that she had been so slut-shamed in a way that made her out to be, like, this unnatural woman, which is just so frustrating to me because she was not. Like, her sex life is none of your goddamn business. It doesn't... It doesn't have anything to do with the murder. No. It has nothing no. to do with Meredith's death, so it should not be in the headlines. Nope, not at all. Uh, but like I said, it was not over for them. And what she means by that <laughs> is that on my birthday in 2013, a.k.a. March 26th, <laughs> a retrial of the case against Amanda and Raphael was ordered because of a note that she wrote at the police station that didn't even mention Guede, but was enough evidence for the Supreme Court to decide that she and Guede were there at Via Della Pergola 7 when Meredith was attacked, which is their address. She was at the apartment. That's what that's what they decided this note meant. The judge also granted the request of the prosecution to examine the DNA that was found on the big knife, the one that they thought was the murder weapon, That they also said had Meredith's DNA on it, but the conclusion that her DNA was on it was discredited by experts at the appeal trial. So to me, this isn't admissible, but the judge okayed it. And unfortunately, once again, on January 30th, 2014, Amanda and Raphael were found guilty. The judges also said that Rudy implied that he didn't act alone, And they also said that there must have been a cleanup crew that removed traces of Amanda from the apartment, but left traces of Rudy. 
But that just does not make sense because literally how would they know where her DNA would specifically be? She literally they lived wouldn't. there. Like it's everywhere. And how would they know not to clean his? Like, like you can't just... DNA isn't... Unless it's blood or like saliva or a bodily fluid. You don't just see DNA. Like you can't just clean up one person's DNA and then leave another person's DNA. It just doesn't make sense. No. But and, and they... Yeah, exactly. And their verdict also did not consider the possibility that Rudy could have staged the break-in. They only said that the break-in was definitely staged. They were just like, it was staged, but it was probably by Amanda. <laughs> like, yeah. oh. But then in 2015, Amanda and Raphael were officially exonerated because of, quote, stunning flaws. Unquote. Duh. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> as well as like the media attention that rushed things along, etc. Amanda called Raphael after she found out and she was back home. They didn't require her require her to go back to Italy for this trial. Um, but she called Raphael and the phone call was extremely emotional. She was exclaiming, quote, We're free, we're free over and over. Now, honestly, I maintain that Raphael just didn't do this because I literally don't understand why he would be involved. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Hufflepuff yeah. could never. Yeah. <laughs> as, as for Amanda, Meredith's family believes her to be guilty. And I understand. I, I really do. Meredith's mother mentioned that it was, quote, an awful long time for such a strange verdict, end quote. And she is not incorrect, which is why it's so important investigations are done with proper care so justice can be given to the family and the guilty parties can be found if the and like if those guilty included amanda but in the end there was just no concrete evidence that placed amanda or Raphael in the area where the murder actually happened and the places her dna were were more public spaces so it makes sense for them to be there like that makes sense she lived in that apartment like we keep saying also, I just will never be upset over how the media handled this because it, it was just disgusting. You'll she never will never not, not be upset. Be upset. Yeah. <laughs> you said you'll never be upset. Oh, I will never not be upset about it. It was disgusting. I'm very upset. <laughs> the also, thing is, I really don't think she did it. I just think she's weird. And honestly, she has Slytherin energy. And I think that's why weird. people really... Yeah. We're against her. We got we got the houses represented. We really do. Um, yeah. Also, I have something to say. Mm -hmm. um, the reason why I thought that, um, why Kristen Stewart always popped in my head when I thought of Amanda Knox, is because I confused Amanda Knox and Kathy, Casey Anthony's faces. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's funny. Okay, Casey Anthony, she did it. Yeah, she first oh, yeah. did it. Um. So, in 2019, Italy was ordered to compensate Amanda for violating her rights. Which, even if she did or did not do it, they, they violated her rights. That is true. Yeah. Do you uh, know how much she was given? No, I'm not sure of an amount. Like, sorry, we violated your rights. He was five euro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but just to wrap things up for the futures of the main people involved, Giuliano got promoted to general prosecutor. Of course he did. Ugh. I just really hope that he goes forward in life 
being a lot more careful. Patrick Lumumba's life was ruined in many ways because of Amanda's accusations. He lost his bar, and he's since moved to Poland with his wife. He made a point to address that the police never mistreated him, and he finds it hard to believe that they mistreated Amanda as, quote, I was named as the one who killed Meredith, the black third world African, and they never gave me any problems, end quote. And he also says that the verdict favored her because, quote, she's American and rich, end quote, which at the end of the day is an observation that should receive credit because her privilege did play a part here. Like it mm-hmm. did, yeah. undoubtedly. If she were black, she would still be in prison. Yes. Rudy was granted a 36-hour release slash, like, day release in 2016 after nine years in prison, and he still claims that he's innocent still. What this means is that he can leave during the day. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's fucked. Raphael has a company, and he works as a true crime expert for, like, local television as well. He's published a book on the subject. He is now engaged Oh, good for him. Yeah. There's no Very way good. he was involved. I really I really do not think that he's involved. I just no, don't. I don't think so either. Amanda has incredible one-liners in the documentary, such as, quote, fear makes people crazy, end quote. And uh, I recommend watching it. And yeah, I get it. I get it, Isabella. Her and I are very similar. Yeah, you yeah, are. We are. <laughs> Uh, but hopefully I will never be um, thought to have murdered someone. Um, yeah. I ho- I mean, I hope you're not. Yeah. I'm but I could, I could definitely see if you somehow super unfortunately wound up in a situation like that. I feel like people would just really not like how you react to it because you don't know oh, how darn. you're going to react to it. And I feel like because of how you are as a person, you wouldn't ra- react in a way that most people would find quote unquote appropriate. And nope. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's where I really see the similarities here. Yep. I have reacted completely inappropriately to so many situations, including death. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She advocates for people who have been wrongfully committed. Convicted. Yep. (laughs) I was like, wait. (laughs) The look on your face, you're like, that's not right, but I don't know what the word is. (laughs) And uh, that has also, <laughs> and that, <laughs> and she's also published a book. She got engaged in 2018, and she's set to be married this year. She returned to Italy for the first time in 2019. Any reason why she went back? Yeah, it was for a conference. Oh, okay. Because if yep. I were her, I would never go back. It was for a conference. Um, she was there with her fiance. Um, damn that takes some guts that takes some balls I don't think I would be able to yeah well it sucks too because she obviously loved Italy yeah yeah like it was a place that she loved to visit and that's why she wanted to study abroad there so bad and now she has such negative connotations with it that it sucks yeah so y'all that's our part two of Amanda Knox we are completed we have completed it um (laughs) We've we've done this. Um, so if you want to look at pictures from this side of things, this this part of the crime, uh, they're on our Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram is at True Cry. <laughs> True Cry. 
That's what I'm about cry. to do. I'm about to true cry after we hang up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Angelica, are you good? Ryan, I can do this for you if you need us to. Please. You can find us at, at True Crime INTL on Instagram, on Facebook. Just search True Crime International in the search bar. If you want to give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, that would be incredible. We would love you. Um, it really helps to miss uh, the show. Also, we have a Patreon. We only yes. have we only have one level currently. It's five dollars a month. You get a minimum of three extra pieces of content a month, and we will be so excited to shout you out if you uh, find it's worth it to join us over there. Just like um, Nina, Nina, you get another one. That's we're yeah, here for we love you, you Nina. <laughs> Um, also, Riley's two-parter will be coming out the first week of March, so look forward to that. But we're not going to tell you what it is. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> She's having a rough one, but we hope you learned something new, and we hope you enjoyed your stay here at True Crime International. Bye. 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 Bye.